the best in chat radio designed just for you. Hello, America, and welcome to our third episode of Turning Point USA Radio. Um, I am your host, Bree Binder, and we are recording live from our Young Women's Leadership Summit here in Chicago, Illinois. We have several guests with us here today, so I'll try to get through them as quickly as possible. Um, first up is Catherine Sudeika. She is our events director here with Turning Point USA and helped put on this awesome, awesome leadership conference. Um, hey, Catherine, how are you? Hi, Bree. I'm doing great. We're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, and it is just so exciting to see over 100 young conservative women come out to grow their leadership skills and really go out and learn the skills they need to be active on campus. That's awesome. So what was the most fun part about planning this conference for you? I would have to say reaching out and connecting with all of the attendees. It was, you know, all the airport runs and all of that was very complicated, but when it came down to it, really contacting and reaching out to these women and hearing how excited they were to be a part of this just made the work really, really fun and exciting, and I've been looking forward to this week for a really long time. That is so awesome. So who is your favorite speaker that you are going to have come out and perform or who have spoken earlier this week? So far, Alicia Krause has definitely been my favorite. She's a very unique individual in that she's hip, she's young, she loves fashion, but at the same time, she has really, really great values, and I think she's a great inspiration for all of us women um, at this event because she has stuck to those values but also maintained that really young and fun personality that just shines through. Yeah, she was great. She, um, I think her quote was, you can love God and guns and still go out and get a manicure, which is, which is great. Um, who, is, who is your political hero, would you say? I would have to go with a stereotypical Ronald Reagan. I know it's said a lot. But the patriotism that he evokes is just something that I really admire. And I think, you know, when it comes to looking at presidential candidates for 2016, it's going to come down to who really loves America and who's going to make it better. Not who loves themselves the most, but who loves this country most. And Ronald Reagan, I think, was definitely that type of man. So finding someone, a man or a woman, because we definitely have some ladies in the mix this time around, um, needs to be a true patriot. And that's what I look for. So some of our speakers here this week at the conference, you know, are, I would say, um, young women patriots. Um, If you could pick any of them to run for president, who would you who would you pick out of our speakers? Oh, gosh, that's definitely a tough one. Um, Sarah Lesloffy um, from Montana, I really see as being a future leader. She is someone who is a very kind soul and once again sticks to her values, just like Alicia. Um, But she has that experience in government and also um, in dealing with people that are of different ages and of different backgrounds. And I think that she has that warm personality that can really um, bring people together from all across the aisle when need be. That's awesome. So we're finishing up here um, our Young Women's Leadership Summit tonight at the open house and um you know what what's kind of next on the horizon for turning point usa and what's you know do we have any other conferences coming up 
Yes, the Young Women's Leadership Summit was actually just the start of our summits this summer. We have a high school activist summit and a young Latino leadership summit that we'll be holding. And it's just really about bringing people together and focusing on demographics that are really left out in, in politics and ignored. And we're identifying those individuals, and we are uniting them and inspiring them to be more active. So I'm really looking forward to these future summits. I'm sure they're going to be just as successful as the Young Women's Leadership Summit. This is really just the beginning for Turning Point USA, and we're hoping in the next few months to really expand these, expand these summits into more and more people and motivate more and more people. That's perfect. Um, later on tonight, we are going to be having our fundraising event um, at the Arlington International Race Course. How hard was it to plan that, and what are you most looking forward to there? Really, our fundraisers are a celebration, so a, a lot of planning does go into them, but we're just so excited to be able to bring together our donors and our supporters all into one location, and it's nice because our young women that have attended this summit will also be there, so they'll be able to interact with our donors, and it's really a coming together and an, an accumulation of everything that is important to Turning Point USA, and we get to talk about our successes in the past few years, but also reveal our future plans, so it's just an it's an event that everybody in the organization looks forward to, and it's just a really exciting time, and everyone feels great about it. So our founder, Charlie Kirk, is going to be there as well, um, as well as Crystal Clanton, and everyone's going to be dressed up to the nines. Uh, what's the most interesting fashion forward or fashion faux pas is, that's going to happen tonight at the event? Oh, gosh. I tend to think the idea of cocktail attire always is a risky situation because there's a big difference between cocktail attire and club attire. So that is a fear of mine. But um, hopefully, I'm sure all of the ladies will be dressed perfectly. We've brought quality women here um, to our summit, and our and our guests are always, are always in touch with their fashion. So... This group of people definitely knows how to dress, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what people bring out tonight. Do you think we'll see any bow ties here tonight? Oh, I've already heard plans of some gentlemen that are ready to sport their bow ties. In fact, there was um, some shopping going on during our lunch break um, with some of our new interns, and they're being inspired by our favorite employee, JR, who has a, quite the bow tie collection. So it'll be great to see their, their fun and eccentric bow ties. Ooh, it sounds like so much fun. I can't wait. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope to have you on again. Okay, up next we have Caroline Stout, who became an, very active in politics and government at a young age. Um, she's part of a politically active family, and many Saturday mornings are spent block walking and attending political rallies, um, even as young as the age of four, which is amazing to me. You go, girl. Um, during high school, she founded her district's first Young Republicans Club, for which she was president, of course, because Caroline's best, and attended a wide variety of political events and worked on multiple campaigns. Um, she's learned a great deal about politics and government, and she, and she is from my neck of the woods, Houston, Texas. Here we have Caroline Stout. Thank you so much for being on with us today. 
Thank you for having me, Bree. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to be here at the Turning Point Women's Leadership Summit. Um, I think it's really great that they're making a statement that uh, women's voices need to be heard in conservative politics. So it's such an honor and a blessing to be a part of that. Awesome. So I know you're really, really active in Houston, and I believe you're going to A&M next semester. And so tell us a little bit about what you do and, and why you're so awesome in Houston. Okay, so I started out, um, my grandpa was actually uh, the precinct chair for our local party, so that's kind of how I got my start. Um, he introduced me to my now political mentor, who was a former candidate, who took me to a bunch of events, helped me network like crazy. So I ended up getting a spot on the gubernatorial campaign as an intern. Um, that was my junior year, so I was about 16, so that was really exciting, and it was a really great first experience on a campaign. Um, and then I went on and left that campaign to work on a state rep campaign as a director. So that was very exciting, very time-consuming, but it really solidified that this is definitely what I want to do with my life. Um, and that, now I'm currently working with Ted Cruz's campaign. I'm interning down at their na national headquarters, so um, I get to meet a lot of really cool people, and I get to uh, just have wonderful experience under my belt to help me in the future. Great. So what... What are you doing on the Ted Cruz campaign? Are you just a regular intern, or do you have a specific task that you're assigned to? Yeah, I've mostly been doing administrative work, just like the office stuff that's um, sometimes boring to some people, but it's actually really necessary, um, stuff that needs to get done. Um, my political mentor, actually, she works the front desk, and she kind of coordinates volunteers for that, so it's really, really fun to get to work with her on that. So what would you say your political ideology is? I would probably classify myself as a business conservative. I'm more concerned with um, the economy and free market aspects rather than the social issues. So while I do identify as a conservative, I'm more focused on uh, free markets and the economy in that sense. That's an awesome answer. Um, let's, let's talk about your political heroes. Do you have any great political mentors or heroes that you, you come to mind? I really, really uh, look up to Ted Cruz. We come from the same hometown. He's from the area of Houston I'm from. We have come from the same support system, the same people that are on his team or on my team. So it's really, really exciting to look at my future in that sense, that the same people that he grew up um, looking up to, I look up to now as well. Uh, so I really look, look up to him. I think he's a great leader. I think he's um, unashamed with what he believes, and he's not afraid to talk about it and make it known and really get his message out there. Um, so I really look up to him in that sense. So how did you hear about our Young Women's Leadership Conference, and what made you want to get involved, and what made you want to attend? Well, I attended CPAC with Turning Point as an ambassador, which was an incredible experience. Um, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to go to CPAC otherwise, so it was a great way to meet people. I certainly wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing now if I hadn't gotten to go to CPAC because I wouldn't have met the people I met there. Um, so after that, I heard about the Young Women's Leadership Summit um, from an email and looking at social media and how y'all uh, really promoted it, promoted the summit through that avenue. I 
just really, from the get-go, loved the idea, and I thought it was just an incredible opportunity to engage women in a way that the conservative side has never done before. And so, like I was saying, it's such an honor to be a part of that. Um, so from the start, I was just totally on board because it's so important to have not just the women vote, but the women involvement and just the women kind of coming up and like seeing an opportunity to excel in the party or excel in conservative politics um, and not just play a minor role like we have for so long. Um, and I think it's so great that uh, women have gained these leadership positions and have excelled in this way. Who was your favorite speaker at the conference so far? I really liked listening to uh, Sarah Lasloffy. Uh, she is so inspiring to have an elected position at such a young age. Um, I mean, I probably hope to run at some point in the future. I have uh, good people on my team down in Houston. So one day when I run, it'll be really exciting to um, look to her, not just as... Um, a colleague, but as someone who really paved the way for young women to run, not just like the older women like Hillary, who's graying, but the young women who are exciting and radiant and engaging in a way that um, conservative politics and women in politics really need. Okay, thank you so much. That sounds awesome. Um, and thank you again, Caroline, for being on the show. We are going to take a quick break here. Up next, we have Sarah Smith and Kiera Horniak. And we are so excited to have them on the show. And we're going to talk about some more fashion do's and don'ts and political things when we get back. So we'll see you in a couple minutes. Okay, bye. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, Visit LibertyOnCall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Hi, I'm Bree with Turning Point USA, and I've got some really exciting news here. 
I'm going to be the host of a new radio show, Turning Point USA Radio, right here on America's Web Radio. Our start date is June 3rd at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Please tune in to learn all about what Turning Point USA does on campuses across the country and hear from a few really exciting guests that we have. Can't wait for you to listen. Bye. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Turning Point USA Radio. Um, I am here with Sarah Smith, who is currently enrolled in Comanche High School, where she is involved in uh, various things, um, such as sports, as like cheerleading and soccer and many clubs. Um, outside of school, she's really active in her community and politics. Um, she just loves it. And... She has some radio experience as well, which I think is super interesting and awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited to attend this with every other, all the other girls that are here. They're all unique in their own way, which makes it super fun. Everybody coming from different backgrounds and different states, it really makes you feel comfortable that there's a diverse group of girls in a conservative party. I think so, too. Um what what would you say your political ideology is? Um... Yeah, I identify myself as a conservative. I believe in a lot of the conservative values that are always talked about. My biggest thing is I don't really care for the social issues involved in politics. I think that just gets tricky and sticky and something you just don't want to go through. One of the most important things to me, though, when it comes to political ideologies is how you stand on foreign policy and how our relations with other countries are dealt with. I feel like that's really important right now, especially with everything going on in the world. So it's just really important to me. That's awesome. You would love Stephanie Conway, who is our Dallas girl. She she loves all of that stuff. You guys would just be BFF. Um, who, who would you say some of your political heroes are? Um, yeah, Hillary Clinton. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a lot of political heroes that stand out to me, and I'm going to be the stereotypical Republican conservative girl and say Reagan. He has a lot of ideas and values that still hold true today and it it was really important for us to have a strong leader like that to get us out of the cold war and to get Reaganomics involved in the country and like I said his values were so influential and so strong that it left a long impact that we will see in a lot of the future years and I think that he is something is someone that we should all look up to especially all these Republican um candidates coming out, I think they should really look towards him for ideas because he did have a successful first term. So it is Wednesday. We're kind of wrapping up the conference here today. Um, What would you say is something that stuck out to you that you learned or that you really, really liked so far? Yeah, we had a lot of great speakers come in and they all touched on different subjects, which were all great. But the thing that stuck out to me the most wasn't anything necessarily political we had Ray McElroy come in here and he's a football player and he's also a motivational speaker and one of the things that impacted me that he said was you know go for what you want to do you're going to have to work for it and you're going to have obstacles but those obstacles are just opportunities that you can take to help gain your knowledge and stuff like that and I think that's really important and it holds true to not just politics it holds true to everything in your life basically anything you want to do it's essential to that 
Yeah, I should have gone up there and grabbed that bouquet. I, I think I tweeted out, you know, um, what was it? Lesson of the day, Ray will give you um, a bouquet of flowers. All you have to do is go up and grab it or something. <laughs> so we are here at, you know, this, the fundraiser. We're, we're excited. There's going to be lots of people dressed up. Um, what is the biggest political fashion faux pas you could think of, you know, in terms of a candidate or there was a lot of controversy around, you know, Sarah Palin who was was too fierce and too awesome with her clothes and then, you know, you don't want to be boring or ugly or anything. So how do you how do you kind of balance that? Yeah, I love fashion, so I'm always looking for trends and stuff. What I wear to like events like this is way different than what I'll wear when I'm at home just because I like to keep things professional and business-like. And that's what Sarah Palin does, and she does it so well because she's still doing, you know, she looks great and she feels comfortable in what she's wearing. I think one of the biggest things that people have to be aware of is when you're in a professional situation like this and you want to look classy, not to let too much show but don't be that old lady that wears the turtlenecks and the long pants and stuff like that. Just make make sure it's all about making sure you're comfortable and wearing what you look best in and just feeling great about yourself. So how do you feel about that good old Hillary Clinton pantsuit? Well, Sarah Palin has rocked them too and she looks a lot better than Hillary Clinton, but that's something I would stay away from. That's just me, though. I personally don't like that. But if you're like Sarah Palin, you can rock it. Then totally go for it. I totally agree. I think Sarah Palin's the only one in the world who could probably pull off a pantsuit and kill it. Um, she looked so cute when we were at CPAC. I can't even believe it. So we have just a quick couple minutes left. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do on the radio and, and what you would like to contribute to Turning Point USA Radio. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm still in high school, so we still have a lot of uh, high school-level clubs, and one of those uh, is speech. And this past year, it was my first time participating in radio news, which is you have to do a whole radio news segment on The Flash. You don't get any time to prepare for it. You go in there and you do it. And it has taught me a lot. It made it makes me a lot more comfortable. And in the competition level, I went all the way to state, which is a high honor to do for the whole state of Iowa. So it was really helps me. And I hope that with that knowledge that I've gained from that and the confidence that I have, I can um, apply that to Turning Point and help you guys grow as a radio you know, news segment and stuff like that because it would be really refreshing to see a lot of uh, listeners tune in and hear about our conservative ideologies. We hope so. We sure hope so. And I'm totally down to have the help and any suggestions you know, you or any of our listeners have, you can definitely email me at brie at turningpointusa.net. Um, and thank you so much for coming on the show. So up next we have Kiera Horniak, um, and she goes to the University of Florida. She is a cadet in the Army ROTC program, a double major in political science and telecommunications, and also casually funded a nonprofit. Um, she's been blessed with the opportunity to have three congressional inter- internships and worked on Capitol Hill, and she is so excited to be at this conference. So thank you so much, Kiera, for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm blessed to be here in Chicago. It's my first time in Chicago, and I'm just so excited to be here and uh, meet all the incredible ladies uh, that are attending this conference. Cool. So we 
love women in politics. We love conservative women in politics. Um, it doesn't have to be a woman, but who, who would you say is your political hero? Honestly, I have to go with Sarah Palin. I think she's the reason I am where I am today because back in, uh, I think it was eighth grade, I was in a civics course with an extremely liberal professor, or not professor at that time, but teacher. And uh, I took, that's when I first really, well, not when I first, but I've always been kind of involved in politics, but that's when I first like really learned to stand up for my beliefs. And that was 2008, and that was the um, election with McCain and Palin. And I remember Sarah Palin uh, had a Sarah Palin rally, and it was the first real political event that I went to, and I remember sitting there watching her speak, and just everything she said, I was so on par with, and that was the first time I'd really heard a politician speak, and someone that I truly connected with on a personal level. I don't know what it was about Sarah, but I think it was her gut and gusto, and just her will to say what needed to be said, and not necessarily say what everyone wanted her to say, and uh, I didn't hear McCain speak, but just after, after hearing her speak, I just became a devout Sarah Palin fan, and I've supported her throughout everything that she's endured and just the way that she's so strong with uh, what she's been facing. It's, it's truly inspiring to me, and it's, it's the reason I really am here today. Definitely, and she, she's done a lot of work with veterans and stuff. I know you, you mentioned that a little bit earlier before we were on the air. Um, and, yeah, tell us a little bit about how that plays a role in, in your support for, this, for Sarah Palin. Right. Uh, this past year at CPAC, I heard her speak, and it was honestly one of the best speeches I think I've heard in my life. And she gave a talk um, about how veterans need are not treated well, and how but but how they deserve to be treated well, and how they deserve to have the benefits that they've been promised, and that the government is turning their back on people that have given everything for this country. And it's something I'm extremely passionate about. Um, after working in Veterans Affairs in Ted Yoho's office, and after hearing her speak, and being involved in the Army ROTC program, and being um, able to be around these officers that have truly given um, everything up to go over to Afghanistan or Iraq and fight for our country and uh, for the values that we believe in as a nation. And it's something that's super important to me because not only is not only am I involved, like super passionate about politics, but I'm super passionate about what our country stands for. And these are people that, like I said, give everything. And Sarah uh, Palin agrees with me 100%. And uh, what she said at CPAC was just what exactly everyone needs to hear and the government needs to recognize um, that these veterans do deserve um, do deserve the benefits that we promised them and if we're going to be setting up a global health care system with Obamacare, what he's trying to do, I mean, if we can't even support our veterans, the people who have given everything for this nation and they, they can't even get substantial help with their health care issues, I don't see how you're going to be able to provide for the entire country, but that's just me. No, I love it. Obamacare sucks. That's a huge issue for us as a company, and and definitely, you know, Charlie and, and Crystal hate that issue or are passionate about that issue as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that that concludes your thoughts on Obamacare. I mean, we hate it. You know, it's terrible for young people. It's terrible for the country and taxpayers and things like that. Um, so that's that's all super intense and, and, and political. So let's kind of switch it up and, and make it a little bit fun. Since we're at our end of the year fundraiser and everything like that, we are dressed to the nines. You know, we're so excited. We're all looking good in our suits and our dresses and, and whatever. Um, what is the biggest fashion don't about cocktail attire or fashion do, would you say, um, about cocktail attire? Uh, cocktail I think the hardest thing with cocktail attire is uh, what... 
Sarah said earlier um, that you can kind of get on the borderline of what you might be wearing out to a club, but you need to still remain professional. So I think what I don't want to see is dresses that are a little too not conservative enough. So that would be the biggest faux pas I could think of. Yeah. We might be Turning Point USA, and we might be hip and fun, but this is not a club, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a club. Um, well, that's cool. What, will you, what are you wearing here today? Explain to our, our listeners. I'm wearing just the classic black cocktail um, attire. I'm wearing a knee-length black dress um, that has a cute little bow on the side, and I was super excited because it's, it's actually kind of a big bow. Um, but, yeah, I'm just having fun in my black cocktail dress. Heck, yeah, Audrey Hepburn style. So bringing it back to fashion, and I have a, a fashion question for you. You know, hipster glasses and things like that are, are a pretty big deal right now. I know Rick Perry is trying to rock some. Um, what is your take on the hipster glasses? Honestly, I'm not too big of a fan. I think I'm just not really a fan of the hipster attire in general. I'd much rather see uh, Rick Perry out there in like, cowboy boots and jeans. But, you know, that's just growing up uh, in the South, and that's what I'm used to. So I'm getting used to the whole hipster attire, and I definitely think some people can rock it. But uh, I'm not the biggest fan. Awesome. I think that's how he's trying to, you know, kind of appeal to the, the younger demographic and, and all those fun kids over there. I know I rock some glasses. I'm currently rocking glasses whatever um but yeah hipster glasses are a no-go for you huh um not not the best fashion thing i would say but you you definitely rock them thanks girl so what is your favorite fashion accessory oh my goodness cowboy boots all the way heck yes being from texas you know i love me a good pair of cowboy boots Mm -hmm. um in like 15 seconds tell us what yours look like Oh, I have 17 pairs of cowboy boots, so I would have to go through a very long description. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Um, Thank you so much. And up next, we have a couple other speakers from our summit. Talk to you then. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF. A nonprofit organization is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Turning Point USA Radio. I am here with Zoe Clages, who is a junior at John Champ High School in Virginia, which is about 45 minutes outside of D.C. 
Um, she plays year-round volleyball and is the executive leader of Future Educators Association branch for her school district. And she is the president of the Young Republicans Club at John Champ. Um, she loves government and politics and leadership and is excited to pursue something like that for a career path. So thank you so much for coming on, Zoe. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So we'll jump right into it. Um, you're in high school, right? Exciting time for you. You're a junior. You're about to, you know, go on into college. But before we talk about college plans, um, are you coming to our high school activist conference in August? Um, yeah, I, I sent in my application. I'm really excited to hear back. And if so, I really, really hope I can go. I think it'll be a really great event um, for high school activists all over the country to come in and meet with each other and talk about stuff and plans for high school and, and far on after that. So I'm really excited. Awesome. So you brought up plans. So where where are you thinking about going for, for college and, and what do you want to major in, etc.? Um, I really want to go to Texas A&M with a double major in international affairs and public policy with a minor in either conflict resolution or um, chemistry. And then after that, I think I want to go to law school, become a lawyer, and, you know, just work my way into politics the right way. I love that you want to go to A&M. Do you know their, their slogan or things that they say? Go Aggies. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Gigum. They do this weird thing, and then they always say howdy. Like, you can't say hi there. It's really weird. Yeah, well, I was, I was raised in the South. I was raised out in Louisiana. So, you know, the Southern culture is not a stranger to me. So I'm really excited. Um, if I do get in, that's definitely where I want to go. So, yep, really excited. So have you been a part of our high school chapters or anything like that? How'd you hear about Turning Point USA? I actually heard about Turning Point USA because Charlie followed me on Twitter, um, and I found out about the organization through social media. I'm looking into starting a chapter because, you know, Charlie and Crystal really, you know, inspired me, and they think that it'd be a really great start to, you know, spread the word and get people moving on in Northern Virginia, so. Heck, yeah, we need some more chapters up there, and I love that you say, we got you because of Twitter. We do so many outreach posts, so it's awesome to hear that something actually worked and, and it, you know, it's, it's leading into this. Um, so we're excited for you to start a chapter as well. We have a bunch of high school chapters. Um, what would you say your political ideology is, or do you have one? Would you associate one with yourself, et cetera? Um, I was raised a traditional Republican, you know, down south in a small Louisiana town, a Catholic. But, you know, when I moved up here, my dad was for government. So when I moved up... Um, like the northern part of the country and I got older I began to think for myself a little bit more and formulate my own opinions based off of what I was taught for my whole life and now I kind of associate myself with the libertarian movement like more moderate somewhere in the middle between libertarian and conservative but um you know I still hold beliefs that my family taught to me strong and dear to my heart and I'm so thankful that you know throughout my life they've helped me develop the right <laughs> no, no joke on right. <laughs> on the right. You were raised right, yeah, right? Raised right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so. Cool. Um, so who's your political hero? Do you have a good political person you look up to? Um, yeah, I actually look up to Barbara Comstock of Virginia. She's a really great congresswoman. Um, she's doing a lot up in Virginia. She, I, 
one thing that's so great about her is, you know, the education up in Northern Virginia is it's so great and it's really it's really a strong program and she's doing the most of her ability to keep it going strong and um, she's really she's really boosted up the economy up there and now it's a lot easier for um, the businesses in the private sector to succeed and just more people to live, you know, through the great the great way of capitalism. So good job, Barbara Comstock. You rock. <laughs> That's so fun. I love so much about this conference that, you know, we, we get to meet and hear from people all over the place. Um, so it's awesome that you're picking somebody local who really does great things for your con- community and country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we've asked a couple of people here. We're trying to make it a little bit more fun this time. Um, you know, what we're here at, at our fundraiser. Everyone's looking good. Um, what is your favorite fashion accessory? I can appreciate a good pair of heels. You know, I, I'm not a big flats person. I just think heels, like, can spice up any outfit and just make any plain Jane, you know, pantsuit, you know, Hillary Clinton, just throw in some heels in there and it'll look a lot better. I can promise you that. So that's my favorite accessory for sure. I don't know that Hillary Clinton and her pantsuits have any saving grace, but uh, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. Um, so let's see. Fashion accessory, nailed it, covered it. Um, what about explain your outfit here today? At- so I'm wearing just a classic white dress. It's kind of it's it's more different. It's like a halter neck. Um, it has some like jewels around the neckline. It's really cute. And of course, I'm throwing on a pair of classic nude heels. I mean, I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity. But yeah, so really cute and really fun and really comfortable. That's another thing. Be comfortable in formal events. Definitely, definitely hard to find a good pair of heels, and, and you're rocking out that dress, girl. You look awesome. So I know earlier you said that you were involved in volleyball. I know I was the, you know, volleyball manager in high school back in the day, which, lol. Um, and all I remember was so many hair bows, and I know we gave out a bunch of hair bows. What is your opinion on American flag or just any kind of hair bows? Well, y'all know I'm, I will take on anything American. You know, usually I'm not, you know, a big hair bows person because I've been doing this for a long time and I feel like when I had hair bows, it was kind of like when I was like in sixth grade, kind of outgrew it. But don't get me wrong. I can appreciate a good American flag bow and I went all out on Dig Pink this year, which is like a fundraiser for breast cancer. Pink everything. We got pink jerseys, pink hair bows. It was great. So if my team sported uh, a bunch of patriotic hair bows i'm so down for it i'm so ready for that so you bet your butt i wore mine all day on when we started off the conference and it was on the top of my head and people said i looked like i was too and i rocked it out so hair bows for evs (laughs) and thank you so much zoe for coming on up next we have here with us right now um alex kirkendall and she attends Texas State University in San Marcos, so I bet she floats the river all the time and has so much fun down there. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and she absolutely loves being 20 minutes outside of Austin, Texas, a.k.a. the political capital of Texas with our lovely governor, Greg Abbott. Um, she's so thrilled to be given the opportunity to learn from women here and all the other girls attending. So thank you so much, Alexandra, for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So what is your favorite part about Turning Point USA? I think my favorite part about Turning Point is just how um, cutting edge it really is and how much y'all use 
Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and that really reaches so many people. And I know that there's a huge um, young conservative presence on Twitter. And once you follow someone, they'll retweet someone else and someone else. And Charlie got retweeted onto my timeline, and that's how I initially found y'all. And I was hooked from there, like from there. Yeah, um, Charlie, I, he sends us emails all the time about his Twitter and how he's like one of the most politically influential Twitter pages in Chicago, and, and that's just growing and growing. He's very active on Twitter. So that's awesome that you found out about us that way. So have you been involved with Turning Point USA before, or is this kind of your first thing with us? This is my first Turning Point event to go to, and I was super excited. I was jumping up and down in my dorm room when I got accepted to this event, and I really am learning a lot about it, and I'm super excited to take that back to Texas State because I know that it's definitely needed on campus there because there's all of the Democrat, um, young Democrats that are always out in the quad and everything, and you never see the Republicans or the conservatives, and I'm super excited to, to start that up and use a lot of the resources that I've gotten here. We should definitely do a Turning Point USA float trip or something. Have some, <laughs> have some floats made with some flags or, and, and bring in the CRs. Just have like a big coalition float trip. I think that would be so fun. What do you think? I think that everyone would definitely enjoy that. Some America bikinis. I don't know. <laughs> it'll, it'll be crazy. Um, so who are, who are some of your political heroes, would you say? Definitely um, Trey Gowdy. I think that he's so awesome. And recently, I've just become obsessed with watching YouTube videos of Trey Gowdy slamming people. And he's just, I just think he's super great. So Trey Gowdy, he, um, he's, I would say he's pretty conservative. Mm -hmm. So would you identify as a conservative or what's your, what's your political ideology? I would definitely identify as a conservative. Um, very much core values, core beliefs that this country was built on and founded upon. And I really think that this country desperately needs to go back to where we started and just pick back up from there because I think we're really headed off the rails with where we're going. Amen, sister friend. Amen, sister friend. Um, what about your favorite speaker at the conference so far? I... I'm a big fan of Alicia Krauss. I think that she is the coolest, and I think that she epitomizes what conservative women are nowadays. It's not outdated. It's not a boys' club anymore. It's definitely really strong young women who are different and unique and cool, and she's. I was just super inspired listening to her. She was awesome. It's a shame she left so quickly. I didn't get a chance to meet her, but... Um, Maybe next time. So we're asking everybody here, since they're all dressed up, um, what are you wearing and what is your favorite fashion accessory? Right now I'm wearing a cocktail dress that my boyfriend actually bought for me two years ago. And it's super cute and it's um, green and black and it's very classy, very Audrey Hepburn. And I think that my favorite fashion accessory I don't think that you can go wrong with colorful cardigans because they're so versatile and you can use them in any outfit, and I just think they're very underestimated. That's awesome. That's really, really good for business casual as well. I know we have 
constant debates about what business casual actually means and, you know, how casual is business casual or how formal is business casual. Nobody knows. So we just said cocktail attire and business casual and still people are very confused. Um, what about what about your least favorite fashion item or a, the biggest mistake you can make in fashion? I think the biggest mistake you can make in fashion is wearing heels if you don't know how to walk in heels because... They'll either look good or they just make you look silly. Oh, that's the most tragic thing. You know, you know a girl, you know, is just hurting, hurting, hurting when she is just walking out somewhere and she's walking like a giraffe and it's the saddest thing in the world. Um, so I definitely agree with you there. What is your favorite brand of heels for those of us who are listening here? I think... If you have the money, which I definitely don't have $1,000 to throw at shoes, a good pair of Louboutins would be where to go. But I'm wearing some Rockin' Republic heels, and they do the job. So, See, I swear by Jessica Simpson heels, but they just keep falling apart. They're the most comfortable things in the world. You can walk and run all over them um, until they break. <laughs> um but anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. Up next, we have two lovely ladies who we can't wait for you to hear about. Um, and we'll talk to you in a bit. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Turning Point USA Radio, our third episode, last segment. And we are here with Mariah DiMartino, who is a full-time student right now in Hagerstown Community College in Maryland, um, but is a future transfer student to the very liberal Shepherd University of West Virginia in the fall. Um, and she is a political science major and wants nothing more than to impact the lives of her generation, both those who are and are not involved with politics, which is awesome. 
And the summit provides her an opportunity to do just that and learn how to become more influential in her community and for the conservative movement. Hey, and thank you so much for joining us here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So word on the street is you're brand new to Turning Point USA. How'd you hear about us? All over Twitter. It's everywhere. I was on my Twitter one day and for some reason a Turning Point USA popped up and I was like, okay, this seems kind of cool. Everything USA is kind of my life. So I went out and I checked out the page. I started following Charlie and the whole um, Turning Point page and I just, I really fell in love with the whole program. Awesome. What's your, what's your favorite part about our program or the leadership summit or anything so far? My favorite thing about Turning Point USA is the changing the stigma of Republicans and conservative party. I can't stand that big, rich, old white man stereotype. And that drives me insane. And being a young Latina woman, it's, it's such a big deal to say I'm a Republican and I'm proud of it. Definitely. And now we have all these crazy liberal people who are trying to be black, but they're white and they're, you know, just the NAACP lady. I don't I can't even. Um, So whatever. Um, why, why did you want to attend this leadership summit? I want to be able to go to my university in the fall at Shepherd in Shepherdstown and put a Republican face on campus. I want to be able to start a CR, CR group and then hopefully bring Turning Point to campus so I can show people that just because Shepherd's a originally liberal college doesn't mean that everyone there has to be liberal. We're not all free-flowing, non-shoe-wearing people. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah. We took on the 10 most liberal campuses in America, and we have chapters at Harvard, and and so, you know, if you need backup, girl, we got you. Let us know. Um, who, who's your political hero, would you say? I have to say the cliche right now, because I'm from Maryland, we're mostly Democratic. Right now, my political hero has to be Rand Paul. I'm obsessed with him and his wife. I love them both. Kelly is beautiful, and she's such a sweet person from what her interviews, and she's a really good speaker. And I love that she backs and supports her husband 100%. And I think that's really important when it comes to um, being involved. You have to have both sides of support. It's a give and give. So... I agree. I think if you if you have a man in your life, you got to be damn proud and stand by your man and yes, but also be kind of bad at yourself yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, who who has been your your favorite speaker so far of the conference? Originally, I was going to say Alicia because everyone else is saying her, but I'm going to have to go with Ray McElroy. Monday morning was fantastic. It was a great Monday motivation for everyone to kind of get up and get involved. And he really kind of taught us that no matter what happens to you, you're going to keep going and you're going to keep persevering. And it doesn't stop there at any hardship. You just keep pushing forward. Definitely. Were you one of the ones who got that bouquet? Or Oh, I wish. When he asked that, I was like, I think he wants someone to walk up to him. And my heart started racing because I was going to do it. And then I was like, no, I'm a little still too, uh, a little too tired for that one to get I up. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it. That lady, she has, she has some guts. Um, so we're here at our, our last, you know, event of the summit. We're here closing. You know, what are, what are you taking away from the summit? I think the most important thing that I'm taking away from the summit is not just the friendships that you make with the girls here, but also that you don't have to be afraid to speak your mind. If people look at you differently, that means you're doing something right. If they don't like what you have to say, that's fine. It's still what your belief is and your value and your system is. Amen, sister friend. You got it. So besides the whole, you know, flower thing with Ray, 
what else stood out to you at the summit so far? Uh, I would have to say just in general at the summit is the uh, continual support and motivation from the Turning Point staff. They're fantastic people in general from what I've learned from being here. And the thing is, is that they're always telling you you can do more. Like they're always pushing you and motivating you that it doesn't stop here. After you leave the summit, you have this fire in you, but you have to keep taking that with you across campus and across your community and everything like that. That's awesome. It's it's the coolest company to work for. I guarantee you, um, we're extremely spoiled in our in our jobs. We get to pretty much you know design our own job and and make it how you want. And just because someone's a field coordinator doesn't mean you know another person who's a field coordinator they're going to have the same job. It's going to be two separate you know. Completely different things. Each piece, person makes their own. Um, I table with a gold glitter sequin tablecloth, and people laugh at me all the time and think I'm selling jewelry, but really I'm just selling, you know, conservative values and trying to save the country. Um, so, yeah, everyone's different. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and shouting out to our staff. Last couple questions, I guess. Um, why... Why... Is, is fashion important or is it not important in, in politics? I think fashion is important to a degree in politics because it's the same thing with men. Like, we, this sounds horrible, we vote for attractive people and that's just the truth of the matter. So I think if you can appeal to the way that you look and the way other people look, they're going to want to pay attention to you. And it's, it sucks to say it, but pretty people get looked at. So if you know that you can wear an outfit and you make it look great, people are going to say, oh, well, not only are they smart, but they're pretty too. So, Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love freaking Mitt Romney because he was an <laughs> attractive older man. And, and hey, what up? If Mitt Romney, if by any chance you're listening to this, you're doing things right, sir. So speaking of Mitt Romney, um, I know I just posted an article on HypelineNews.org, and we are talking about there's a trending topic right now on Twitter, hashtag Republicans are ugly, which clearly our summit attendees are proving wrong. What do you feel about that? I think that's awful. Uh, completely awful. Um, to say that Republicans are ugly is the same way that I could go around and say liberals are hideous. I mean, they are <laughs> just because we're a different type of people we're a different brand. We're a whole different group. Doesn't mean you have to start lashing out and people talk about bullying. And that's that's bullying. That's what it is. And that's ridiculous. And it's not just people talking about bullying. It's the liberals talking about bullying. Yeah. So be tolerant, liberals. Um, thank you so much, Mariah. You're awesome. Here with us now is Holly Bowman, who is from Kentucky. Uh, she's a young female conservative who has lived two years in a third world country as a missionary and the experience was eye-opening for her i bet living two years in a wow um she came back to the country with a greater appreciation for the values and freedoms and liberties in the constitution um and what that does to protect and you know that we have here and decided to start speaking up in defense of her country and our constitution which i just think is so admirable so thank you so much for being on the show holly Thank you for having me. I really appreciated Turning Point USA putting this event on for all of us. It's been such an amazing uh, summit so far. Oh, my gosh, that accent. That is just so perfect. <laughs> um, what is your favorite part about the conference so far? 
Um, my favorite part would have to be um, the theme that I think has been relevant of strong women. And I know we've had some male speakers, but just the, the strong women that have been brought to the summit is just so encouraging. And it's uplifted us, and it has motivated me to not only continue what I'm doing, but to do it better. And I think that's just been amazing. That's awesome. Have you been involved with Turning Point USA before, or is this your first time being involved with us? Uh, this is my first event with Turning Point USA. Um, I actually learned about the group on Twitter. Uh, I'm very vocal on Twitter about my beliefs and, and my values, and they followed me, and I followed back, and then Charlie followed me, and it's just been kind of a love relationship ever since. So that was the first time I'd heard about it, and then they sent me an invite to the summit, and I applied, and I was so excited to get it, and so it's been awesome. That's awesome. That's a common common theme. We're here and over here at this Young Women's Leadership Conference. Um, that's so great. What is your What would you say your political ideology is then? Um, I believe in fiscal responsibility. Um, I think we waste way too much money supporting other countries who would burn our flag and um, instead of helping veterans and have burned their flags, right? You know, our flag. burned our flags and have said, you know, death to America. And instead of Supporting those countries and sending money to them, we should be not only supporting our veterans, but building our education system and um, helping people who literally genuinely need help instead of, you know, funding terrorism. Um, I also believe in limited government and um, just making sure that the government is doing what the Constitution allows it and anything else, I believe, should be left to a state level. And um, just making sure that they're protecting the citizenry, and which I would also say I'm pro-life, and if we can't even protect the smallest and most defenseless of our citizenry, then what good are we? So. So does anybody come to mind who kind of represents those values who you would say is like your political hero? Um. In the past, uh, for past, I would say James Madison. I believe he was um, not only a wonderful founding father, but he believed at first uh, in more of a strong national government, but I think towards the end of his political life, he followed more towards um, a limited government, more state-minded. And uh, I've been reading a book called Founding Fathers, and I've really learned a lot from that. And um, today I would have to say... (laughs) I'm back and forth constantly between Ted Cruz and Rand Paul. I actually had the honor of meeting Rand Paul at a um, Republican Lincoln dinner in my hometown. And so that was really amazing. He was such a a great speaker, needed no teleprompter. And so um, he was just a really motivational speaker. And that's kind of where I'm in between right now. I I know they're both running, so I'm, I'm still on the fence of who I would vote for between those two right now. That's okay. I'm I'm on the fence as well, just with all of the candidates, since now there's, you know, what, 100 are GOP candidates now. Um, so definitely waiting for the debates before I make up my mind, too. Um, what would you say um, attracted you the most about Turning Point, and what would you say you're taking away from this conference? Um, I think the most attractive thing is... After I applied and was accepted to the summit, um, 
Crystal started sending out emails, and I think Carmen was as well. And it was just very um, – I had a lot of people say – because Turning Point, I mean, they're getting out there, but it's still – small and not a lot of people know like in my hometown who they are and my parents were a little cautious like you know is this legit you know we don't want to send you off to somebody who we don't know and I said you know they're they seem very organized Crystal was constantly answering my questions I had a lot of questions for her and it was just really um, helpful and put me at ease to know that I was coming to a summit with people who were confident and who knew what they were doing and I really appreciated that. That's awesome. You brought up Carmen. Carmen hasn't been on the show yet, but we are excited to have her on hopefully soon. Carmen has an awesome story. She started off, um, we were at work training, and she, we had like one spot we needed to fill, and Crystal, like we had all just flown into Chicago. Crystal was coming, and, and she was on the phone. She's like, oh my God, I think I just hired somebody. And I was like, what, right now? And she's like, yeah, she flies in tomorrow. She just accepted the job. And so she like literally got on a flight and came out and like was hired and went through work training with all our new hires. It was crazy. Um, last question, and I promise we'll be done. What is your favorite accessory? Um, my favorite accessory right now, I'm a big t- uh, fan of Taylor Swift, and she's always got the most adorable purse with her, or big handbags. So I think um, that's also a wonderful thing. I'm not a big fan of briefcases, so if you can get a big bag, that's always great. Perfect. And thank you so much, Holly, for being on the show. You were wonderful. We're really excited and hope you guys come back next week. I'm Bree Binder, and I'm signing off for Turning Point USA Radio. Have a great day. Bye. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.